You're listening to a podcast from Oasis Church Bath. To find out more about us, visit our website at www.oasisbath.org. Thanks for joining me on this Oasis podcast, From Freedom to Lockdown. It felt quite scary because you you just realised that not that long ago you were having fun and bodyboarding down dunes. Having just travelled the world, my son and I reflect on the difference a few weeks can make. And now we were talking in our hotel about what we're going to do if it's, there's a serious lockdown and we can't, uh, we can't actually go out anywhere. We get, we just going to have to stay in the hotel. And what did lockdown look like for the disciples of Jesus? It was evening on that day, the first day of the week where the doors were shut where the disciples were. Thanks for joining me on this Oasis Hub podcast. If you're at home feeling lonely or bored, you're welcome here. Whether you're essential working and found just a few moments to catch your breath or figuring out how to make ends meet at this uncertain time, you're welcome here. Maybe this slowing down of life is just what you need and actually you're quite enjoying this slower pace of life if you're honest. You're welcome here. How is it for you at the moment? It seems to me that some people are overly busy right now and others are at the opposite extreme where work is quiet or maybe stopped completely. I've been thinking about how lockdown might have felt and affected me at different stages in my life. When I was single and working as a youth worker, what would I have done? When I was a student, what would I have done? When I worked for the BBC in London, what would lockdown have looked like for me then? When my children were born, How would it have been at that stage in my journey? I invite you to think for yourself about how lockdown might have affected you at different stages of your life and in doing so, consider what it looks like now for other people at different stages in their life journey from us. Now I returned from seven weeks of travelling just as the UK started to lock down. I travelled with Ruben, my now 14-year-old son. He was 13 when we left Bath in January as we headed to Thailand, Australia, New Zealand and America. An amazing time of dad and lad freely roaming with very few pressures along the way. A time where we had vast open countryside around us, sprawling cities and ocean panorama. Worry about me on BA1 Radio, it's the dad and lad hour. Since being back... Ruben and I have presented a daily programme on BA1 Radio in Bath from 2 till 3. Ruben joins me on this podcast. Hello everyone. Firstly Ruben, what were the highlights for you of our travelling adventure together? We had good weather all the way. Um, I loved Thailand. I loved helping out at the elephant sanctuary for sick and abused elephants. Oh, tell us about that. Um, So basically uh, we could... Uh, f- just feed them and uh, bathe with them and it-, it was really nice knowing that you've helped something an animal that was uh, very abused and shouldn't have had to go through the amount of stuff they had gone through yeah it's actually quite special wasn't it to particularly I-, I particularly enjoyed bathing with the elephants not something you do in everyday life really is it no so then we went from Thailand to Australia. How was that journey? Yeah, Australia um, at first was weird because it was kind of like a reverse culture shock coming from 
Thailand, which has such different culture to the UK, um, coming straight to uh, Australia that has kind of a similar culture. But um, we got used to normal culture again, and I have to say I definitely preferred Melbourne over Sydney uh, in the comparing the two cities. Uh, I just felt Melbourne had more culture and more things going on than Sydney. That's interesting. What about the Sydney Opera House? What did you make of that? The most underwhelming thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> Excellent. We won't be employing you for the Australian Tourist Board any time now then. <laughs> no. Yeah, so we went from Australia through to um, New Zealand and travelled from the bottom of the South Island to the top of the North Island. Did a car trip together. Some long journeys in that. Four or five hour car journeys um, every day we were doing on that, that trip. Some highlights of that part of the journey? Going straight down to Lake Tianu. It was very nice and uh, we stayed in the lovely backpackers and uh, everyone was really nice there. The hosts uh, of the backpackers were very nice, uh, nice and warm. And uh, the backpackers was located uh, right next to a field with llamas in. Excellent. They were good, weren't they? They were quite inquisitive as to what was going on. Yeah. And we travelled up then through the islands and uh, travelled to the North Island and visited some friends in Auckland. Mm-hmm. And then went from there further north on the island to the top of the island and did some bodyboarding on the sand dunes. That was special. Yeah. And a little bit scary because uh, they have to go for like a safety uh, thing. And they, they were saying like all these stories of people who didn't abide by the rules. And uh, <laughs> let's just say it didn't end up very well for them. Uh, but uh, once you're up there and you're going down the uh, big dunes, it was very fun. And then we travelled from there to America um, and America was where we really caught our first glimpse that something was not right in the world. Yeah, um, it was weird. We knew it was happening in New Zealand, but, well, in all the countries knew it was happening, but we never really thought it was serious. And when we got to America, everyone wearing face masks and not many people out. It, it was very weird. It was strange, wasn't it? When we were in New Zealand, just a few days before, we were going about normal business. In fact, at one point, I was appointed the chief for the, some of the visitors when we went to a Maori village. Um, and I was rubbing noses with the Maori chief. <laughs> you can't imagine that now, can you? No. Just a few weeks later. No. So it was when, when we got to America, we realised something was up. How did that feel at that point? It, it just felt... It felt quite scary because you... You just realised that not that long ago you were having fun and bodyboarding down dunes. And now we were talking in our hotel about what we're going to do if it's there's a serious lockdown and we can't uh, we can't actually go out anywhere. We get we just going to have to stay in the hotel. And it was weird because we didn't know at that point whether we were how easy it was going to be to get transport back home. We did make it back just at the point where uh, America were closing the borders coming into America for UK citizens and for other citizens around the world. And we made it back to the UK. How was it returning? Um, at first it was all right, but then we did have a very long wait at um, a bus terminal uh, to take a coach back to Bath. And that, that, in that uh, space of time, was the time of the first um, Prime Minister's daily announcements about coronavirus. And 
he was it was all very serious and it it started to hit I think both of us but it was extremely serious in the UK I remember sitting at the airport and looking at the TV news while waiting for the bus and seeing that the staff from Virgin Atlantic who we just flown with were going to be put on two months of unpaid leave and thinking blimey this is serious and how it's affecting people yeah it was uh it was quite scary what do you say the challenges are for young people at this time it's been very hard uh well i say that i've still got a xbox and i still connect with my friends online but uh, not seeing my friends from when we've been away and now not being able to see them again is it's quite hard uh I would love to go see them again, but obviously I can't right now. But uh, at least nowadays we can just connect online. And we're at that time of Easter at the moment. The Easter story, which we've shared in very differently this year, is one of complete contrast too. From the crowds and excitement of Palm Sunday to the disciples having a lockdown into a room wondering what was going on. Forced into one room after the freedom they'd enjoyed the week before. It'll be like our journey, really. Mm. The freedom to roam where we wanted to be. And suddenly, the world had changed around us and we were locked into one room. Yeah. I suppose not literally locked into one room. We had the whole house and we could go out if we wanted to, I guess. But nevertheless, the freedom which we'd enjoyed for the last two months had changed completely, hadn't it? Yeah, it was very weird. Imagine being in that upper room for a moment, wondering what was going on. How would this end? Who would go out for food? Here's a snapshot of that biblical recorded isolation. It was evening on that day, the first day of the week, where the doors were shut where the disciples were. For fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you. Maybe at this time of social isolation, we can identify just a little bit with what the disciples might have been going to. Okay, I grant you, the situation is not the same. We don't fear being arrested by an occupying empire if we leave the door. Although in many ways, we do still fear leaving the safety of our own homes. We have the advantage of knowing how the Eastern narrative plays out. And when he had said this, he showed them both his hands and his side. The disciples then rejoiced when they saw the Lord. So Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, I also send you. We have the advantage of knowing how the Easter narrative plays out. And as we read that text together, we look through that lens of knowing what happens as the narrative unfolds. In years to come, people will look back at this time and see it through the lens of the outcome. We can't see it through that lens yet. One day we will. One day we'll watch the film through the lens of how things turned out. At some point we'll be free to roam again, and I wonder what lessons we will learn. How was it for the disciples as they went from Passover to lockdown and then back to action after their encounter with Jesus? One of the interesting things is how the socialisation has ironically seemed to draw our divided country together. Have you noticed that as well? I've also enjoyed joining with Christian gatherings around the world via Zoom and suddenly we all seem to be more together than we were before, ironically. I wonder if that will continue. 
From our travelling freedom to lockdown to wherever emerges, we look for glimpses of God impacting our story. We're yet to see how things completely play out. So in the meantime, like the disciples gathered in the upper room, we wait for the coming Shalom. It was evening on that day, the first day of the week, and where the doors were shut where the disciples were, for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood in their midst and said to them, Peace be with you.